Well, welcome to United Way of Central Ohio's podcast, 360. I'm Kermit Whitfield, and I'm here today with Ryan Edwards, uh, who leads our work in neighborhoods. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Kermit. It's great to be with you. Hey, great to have you today. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the importance of United Way's work in neighborhoods. I know it's something we've been doing for many, many years and something we've been dedicated to. But talk a little bit, you know, in very broad terms about why it's so important for United Way and for our community that we're doing the work we are doing in neighborhoods. Yeah, so just to take a kind of take a step back uh, to where we've come from, United Way of Central Ohio has been committed to uh, doing work in neighborhoods through what we used to call our home impact area since about 2010. And uh, ultimately what that meant was that we were uh, committed to making grants and safety and affordable housing and neighborhood safety initiatives. Um, we certainly looked across um, our investment portfolio beyond those two areas uh, in things like education, um, workforce development, um, and other things that are uh, contributing to alleviating poverty as we move forward in our new model, um, we wanted to take a deeper look in, in how uh, United Way can positively impact uh, neighborhoods within Columbus. And so, um, as you know, we have been um, kind of revisioning uh, our model uh, over the past couple of years and uh, really wanted to think about uh, how United Way can bring value add beyond just our grant making capacity in housing and safety. So you talked a little bit about the um, uh, new investment model. Yeah. You know, fill us in a little bit about that. Uh, some of the listeners may uh, have heard the podcast that we did uh, earlier, and if you haven't, I, I encourage you to, to look it up with uh, Dave Saccone. And we talked in some depth about how United Way has changed its investment approaches. And one of those key approaches is in the neighborhood area. And so talk a little bit about the difference between what you just described. You know, basically we were grant-making in the past, although I know we had a very strong component of uh, uh, neighborhood resident uh, empowerment, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but the difference between that sort of grant-making role and then the role that we're able to take on moving forward. Sure. So um, in our new in our new model, uh, as you mentioned, um, in, our, in our past, we've really been focused on grant-making. Um, but we really wanted to think about how we can um, really catalyze activity and poverty reduction uh, in place beyond just that role. And so um, as we redeveloped our, our new model, um, we've really broken down our neighborhood partnerships work into three different things, uh, engagement, alignment, and investment. Uh, when we talk about uh, engagement work, really what we're talking about is working more authentically and equitably with the people who live in neighborhoods. So um, in our past world, I think what's common in our sector and in the type of work that we do is we, we invest in organizations and entities who are uh, ultimately doing the best work. Oftentimes what we forget to do is um, verify and validate the work that we're investing in is uh, truly going to work for the people who live in communities. And so what we've done in our new model uh, through uh, our engagement work, something that we've really been, we have a long history of, uh, of doing through our Neighborhood Partnership Center is making sure that uh, residents who live in the places that we serve are included in the authorship and the production of the uh, solutions that United Way invests in. I'm wondering, though, you know, again, kind of those broader ideas of uh, what we're doing in neighborhoods. So we're investing in neighborhoods. We're helping empower residents in neighborhoods. Um, 
talk about just the so why neighborhoods at all so for example united ways you know very strong in the area of education very strong in the area of financial stability uh, there are united ways across the country that don't necessarily do things in neighborhoods but that's been a real key part of what we do you know why is that why are is our work in neighborhoods so important you think to the core work of reducing poverty yeah it's a great question so um United Way of Central Ohio as a whole is uh, focused on poverty reduction in this community. And what we know through the research that we've done over the past few years is um, that there are concentration concentrations of poverty that exist in places in this community. So we have a great idea of uh, where uh, poverty lives in this community. And uh, we believe that um, we can positively move the needle on poverty by uh, addressing it in place. And so um, when we did our research over the past couple of years, uh, we were able to identify those hotspot neighborhoods and, and identify where poverty lives by looking at a number of different indicators. And then, and then uh, one of the things that came out of that was the fact that we actually selected priority neighborhoods to work in to concentrate our, our investment. Talk a little bit about that selection process, because I know you were really led that process and that there were a number of hotspot neighborhoods, and we had the, the difficult choice of trying to figure out where we were going to uh, have the most effective place to put our investment. <clears throat> that's a that's a great question. So when we uh, took a look at and did an assessment of the neighborhoods that we were considering for um, our investment, um, we took a look at five different neighborhoods in Columbus. Uh, we took a look certainly at the poverty indicators that existed within those communities, but we also looked at some of the other uh, factors, um, champions that existed for the work, uh, anchor partners. Um, we believe that to be successful in the work, we need to be able to uh, leverage partnership activities and to be able to leverage um, investment from other folks. And so um, at the end of the uh, assessment, we ended up identifying uh, South London and the South Side as the targeted neighborhoods where we want to um, contribute to the poverty reduction that happens in those places. Uh, what we found out in the, the South Side uh, was that 45% uh, of the families uh, live at or, at or below 150% of poverty, 46% uh, of the families with children are at or below 100% of poverty. Likewise, in South London, we found that 41% of folks are uh, at or below 150% of poverty, and 42% of families with children are at or below that 100% level. And so what that means to uh, listeners is that folks who are living uh, in those neighborhoods who have families are living um, at a very at a very low very low income level, and so um, that coupled with the ability to leverage partner um, activities and efforts, uh, there are certainly um, massive efforts that are happening in our uh, community through the city of Columbus, Ohio State University, uh, our friends on the South Side, Nationwide Children's Hospital, um, and, and a litany of other service providers who are uh, are participating in work in those two neighborhoods. Um, really contributed to uh, us identifying of, uh, them as places where we can be successful in the type of work that we want to do. So talk a little bit about the facts. So we've been working, United Way has been working on the south side for some time now, and we've seen good results there, and we've been able to, um, to pilot things. We've been able to develop partners and the like. 
Uh, and while we have certainly been in South Linden in as much as we are throughout Franklin County, uh, South Linden maybe is a little bit of a, a newer area of concentration from us for us. Uh, but I know that you've talked about the fact that there are things we can learn from our work on the south side that we hope to be able to translate uh, to our, um, our nascent work on, in South Linden. Can you talk a little bit about that, the lessons learned on the south side that we may be able to, uh, put to bring to bear in South Linden? Yeah, so uh, as you know and as some of the listeners know, uh, there's been a lot of uh, work on the south side, specifically around Nationwide Children's Hospital, the near south side. Uh, it's really been a, a holistic um, community revitalization effort, uh, jobs, education, and there's been a significant amount of work that's been done in the housing space. So we have been a longtime partner with uh, our friends at Community Development for All People, Nationwide Children's Hospital, the City of Columbus, uh, really trying to uh, drive down the vacant and abandoned houses uh, that exist in that near, near south side area. There's been a great deal of success in 2010. Um, there, there were um, a significant amount of vacant and abandons in the neighborhood. That's what really when they started that work was around the uh, 2008, 2009, 2010 uh, area. Since that time, the uh, vacant and abandons in that neighborhood have uh, nearly been eliminated. And so in the past couple of years, uh, through, those through those partnerships, we've been able to um, expand the work in housing uh, down towards 104, down towards uh, the Reeb Avenue Center. Uh, Southside uh, Southern Gateway area and uh, through those efforts we continue to see advancements happening in affordable housing and the reduction of vacant and abandons and so uh, to your question um, the work in Linden is not as developed as the work that's uh, been happening in the south side but we do believe that with a strong community development uh, corporation partner or a strong community uh, based organizations. Uh, we can uh, learn from the work that's happened in the South Side specifically with an anchor partner and with uh, um, community development for all people, uh, the work that they've been doing on the South Side. We think that we can draw some of the uh, lessons learned uh, and the models that have been used uh, through that work and uh, bring them uh, to the Linden neighborhood. Uh, I'd also mention that there's been uh, significant work uh, in the Reeb Avenue area through the Reeb Avenue Center. There have been uh, champions uh, in our community, the City of Columbus, um, multiple entities uh, who have lifted up that center. Uh, and so we see ultimately, for those who are unfamiliar with Reeb Avenue, it's, uh, it's essentially a one-stop shop for social services where an individual or a family can who's experiencing a range of issues uh, can go to that one location and uh, work work with the various organizations that exist to have the the issues that they're uh, confronting in their lives addressed. And so, again, um, while a Reeb Avenue Center may not be um, not, may not exist in Linden, um, I think that the spirit of collaboration that has existed in the Reeb Avenue Center is one that we can take that we can point to and say. Um, rather than uh, trying to make isolated impact through individual organizations, we can see um, the power that collaboration can bring uh, to the type of work that we're trying to um, that we're trying to solve for. And so, um, part of the work in our neighborhoods neighborhood partnerships work is not just um, investing in uh, investing in individual organizations, but it's really playing the role to. Uh, bring people together to align efforts to identify uh, those points of uh, shared goals and then really to identify how 
uh, each organization can um, contribute to the solution that we're trying to address. And so, um, to answer your to answer your earlier questions, I think there's a a, a, sh a lot of progress that's been made in the South Side. Uh, there's a lot there's uh, a lot of collaborative effort uh, that has um, been going on and is uh, kind of moving forward. So we feel strongly about the, uh, the, the progress that's been made on the South Side, and we think that uh, through uh, partnerships with uh, the City of Columbus, Ohio State University, we can uh, bring some of those things to bear in Linden uh, so that we can really uh, jumpstart the infrastructure uh, in that neighborhood. That's, that's pretty remarkable to go from the number of vacant and abandoned houses that existed on the south side to going down to almost none now. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think most people would not would not know that because housing affordability, obviously, as we see practically every day in the paper or here on the news, is is still remains a significant issue for Central Ohio. But that's a that's a real success story that uh, United Way has had at least some some part in that. So it, it sounds like our role, you know, I know one of our roles is to be to bring people together, just as you were saying, bring entities together, try to figure out uh, a good plan uh, across the board. But a huge part of what um, you do and what the uh, neighborhood partnership uh, center that you lead has been involved in over the years is is resident empowerment. And you touched on that earlier and saying, you know, that one of the, the lessons that we've learned is that you really need to get uh, neighbors involved and you really have to help them to lead uh, because this is the place that they're that they uh, living in and, and the place that they have the most, um, most at stake about yeah. fixing. So um, I know that United Way has done a lot of work in this area, and I think it would be uh, very interesting for folks to understand some of the very concrete things that we have done when it comes to uh, neighborhood uh, resident empowerment yep. and uh, where we're going with that in the future. Yeah, it's a great question. I, I appreciate it. Um, I think that, um, you know, a an area of improvement for our, for our uh, sector is, is uh, moving beyond just um, – grant making, just putting dollars out, um, and moving more towards a, uh, a spirit of working with communities. And that's something that United Way is committed to. And so um, this idea of working more authentically and equitably with the people who live in the communities that we serve is something that we have committed to ourselves, moving, committed ourselves to moving forward. And we believe at the end of the day, uh, while we certainly need to make investments in uh, housing or education or safety, the investments that we made are going to the investments that we make are going to be better when they are informed uh, by the people who live there. And so you mentioned uh, some work that we've been involved with over time. Uh, a few things that we lift up and are proud of are uh, our neighborhood leadership academy. That's a, a piece of work that's a, that's existed through our neighborhood partnership center uh, over the past six years. And so the idea there is. Um, helping uh, residents uh, who are interested in sort of co-producing and leading uh, whatever it is, whatever they want to in their neighborhoods, whatever change they might want to see or whatever advancement uh, they might want to see for their friends and neighbors in place, um, we're helping to build capacity at the grassroots leadership level. So th that may be things like how to hold an effective meeting, how to work with City Hall, um, how to uh, advocate for something that you want. Uh, to see happen in your own neighborhood. And so that's a uh, eight-month program that we've had here at United Way, uh, again, for six years. Over the past couple of years, um, we have 
been expanding that work into more of a place-based context. So uh, three years ago, we were approached by our friends on the south side and said, what would this look like if we did this in place? And so over those over that time period, we've been partnering with uh, Community Development for All People again uh, to identify and recruit folks specifically from the south side to do, this, uh, do, to do a similar thing. Um, so we've seen uh, folks come together, uh, build a community within their cohort of the Leadership Academy. And the thing that I really like about the place-based Leadership Academies is that during the course of that curriculum, they are developing, uh, they're developing projects together and implementing those projects. So built into the curriculum of the Leadership Academy is developing those projects and doing them. And so um, to the point of um, our commitment to resident engagement and how we believe it impacts our work, we think that when people come together who live in the neighborhood and they're doing things together, they are, co- they are co-producing and authoring the change that they want to see. We ultimately will use those uh, types of activities and the people who are involved in that work as a guide to how we want to engage in the neighborhood, identification of the uh, issues that are important to folks, and then ultimately leading to leading to an investment by us um one thing that i would would note there is that um you know those being informed in that way gives us um, additional uh, firepower at the table when we're talking to community partners around what's needed in a particular community we're not just guessing at what uh, neighborhoods need we know what neighborhoods need because it's being informed by the people who live in them and so um, that's something that we're able to bring to the table when we're talking to larger institutions or organizations around how we might want to um, positively impact the places that we served we, we can that's a value add that United Way brings to the table so that's an example um, another uh, thing that I would lift up in terms of our uh, authentic and equitable engagement is um, our neighborhood partnership grants program we've been uh, in partnership with uh, Columbus Foundation, the City of Columbus, PNC, a number of other partners uh, over time uh, to put together a, a grants pool, which is targeted specifically to grassroots uh, individuals and organizations who, again, want to come together and do something uh, for their neighborhood. And so we've been doing that program over uh, for the past 10 years. We've invested over uh, $2 million dollars. Um, the number of projects uh, is in the hundreds. Um, and so those are things like community gardens, murals, um, people coming together to, um, to be in communion with one another. Um, and the more that we uh, continue to invest in that work, while the projects themselves are particularly uh, impressive and um, are good for the community, um, the thinking on our behalf, on, on our end, is that um, these projects are ultimately about engagement, bringing people together, uh, building the social fabric that exists within neighborhoods, uh, bringing people out of their houses to build trust with one another, and ultimately um, rallying together to uh, create a positive uh, impact or a positive change uh, in their in the place that they live. And so uh, that's another example of sort of uh, engagement uh, as relates to our work. Um, we are also um, committed through our uh, sort of engagement work to uh, 
neighborhood uh, training opportunities, um, um, putting some bones and in infrastructure uh, at the grassroots level, doing some organizing, again, sort of uh, working with people who really want to make change and are trying to um, figure out how they might be able to plug into, um, into that world. Um, United Way believes that we can um, we can play a, a, a civic infrastructure builder and ultimately provide some of the organizational capacity that's needed to be able to uh, move some of the great work that folks in neighborhoods want to do forward. That's great. Um, you know, you talked about uh, the Neighborhood Leadership Academy. You've got the, you started out with the Neighborhood Leadership Academy, which was across Franklin County, mm-hmm. right? That's right? And then you have the Southside specific one, right? Now you've, you've developed over all this time uh, quite a network of alumni, and these people are engaged and they want to continue to be engaged. Talk a little bit about the alumni network there. <clears throat> yeah, so the, um, the alumni network is, uh, is exciting. Um, we have, like, like I mentioned, we've been doing the work of the Neighborhood Leadership Academy over the past six years. And after the first few years of uh, running the, the academies, the question was sort of like, what's next? What are people doing with the training that they, they receive? We certainly were able to keep up with folks. We crossed paths with people at the Neighborhood Best Practices Conference. Uh, we are uh, certainly in relationship with folks as relates to our uh, partnership grants. But uh, we didn't really have a good way of uh, bringing people back together and sort of uh, helping, helping along with a leadership journey or just kind of understanding how people are using that to move their communities forward. And so um, in the past uh, year, um, folks from our Neighborhood Partnership Center have begun to bring together the Neighborhood Leadership Academy alumni. And for us, it's uh, it's about how do we bring value uh, to the people who are our graduates, right? So how can we continue to help them along on their leadership journey, uh, how, we, how can we bring some resources to bear uh, in the things that they're attempting to do in their neighborhoods. And so um, we have, uh, we're nearing 100 graduates uh, during the uh, uh, six-year cohort, um, and uh, we have about two-thirds of the folks uh, who, who are from our graduating classes re-engaging through our neighborhood uh, leadership alumni group. And so um, they are plugging into community-wide efforts that uh, United Way knows about. Um, We are plugging back into some of their efforts by uh, engaging through some neighborhood training opportunities. Uh, We are um, working to bring uh, some speakers to the neighborhood uh, leadership alumni group. And so uh, it's really all about just how can we continue to um, you kind of harness the power uh, of the, the folks who have come through um, our leadership academies. How can we help them to um, uh, push the change that they'd like to push in their own uh, neighborhoods? And how can we kind of stay uh, in uh, communication and relationship with them? And so it's an emerging piece of work. Uh, it's relatively new over the past year or so. Um, but ultimately, um, we would like to be able to um, you know, plug some of the folks who've been trained through the Leadership Academy into some larger community efforts. And so United Way is certainly at the table um, with uh, larger institutions and organizations who are trying to uh, affect positive change in this community. Uh, oftentimes what we hear is uh, whose voice is missing uh, from this table. 
Um, and, and oftentimes you'll hear that it's the resident voice. We believe that through folks who have been trained in the Leadership Academy, we can raise our hand and say, well, we do have a, uh, a pool of folks who um, not only are residents, but also uh, have gone through uh, rather extensive training uh, and have a good understanding of how to uh, engage in the type of work that we're all kind of around, around the table and trying to solve for. And so, again, um, just trying to uh, keep people engaged, uh, trying to connect the folks uh, who have been uh, who have graduated from the leadership classes, uh, connected to these larger community-wide issues, and sort of to the point uh, made earlier, just um, making sure that the voice of community um, isn't absent from. Um, large community decisions that are being made. We think that United Way can be a bridge uh, between institutions and uh, grassroots. That's a great way to think about it. When you think about United Way's traditional role, I mean, one of the, the things that we've talked about as a true benefit of United Way is, you know, everybody sits around our table. There's folks coming through our building all the time. There's, you know, business leaders, there's nonprofit leaders, there's residents, uh, but I think that is a, a great concept and one that a lot of people probably would not be familiar with when they think of United Way is to yeah. think of United Way mm -hmm. as that bridge and that opportunity to provide training to residents to help them be empowered. And then, of course, what else is happening here is, as you pointed out for your community-wide efforts, is you now have 100 folks, right, who now know other neighborhood leaders, right? So if folks on the south side are talking to folks in South Linden and, and, and Franklinton and, and all these other neighborhoods and, and, you know, sharing ideas and trying to figure out what are the best practices for how they can move their neighborhoods forward. Yeah, it's a, a good good segue for me to sort of highlight the Neighborhood Best Practices Conference. So uh, for the past eight years, uh, each October, uh, we have uh, come together in partnership with the City of Columbus to bring uh, residents together to do just that, to come together, share the great things that are happening in their neighborhoods, really learn from one another. And so uh, there may be something great that's happening in uh, the Near East Side, the South Side, and there may be some... Um, great feedback from that opportunity. Um, we always have uh, multiple keynote speakers who are relevant to what's happening uh, in our own community and what's happening in neighborhoods um, beyond our community so that we can um, continue to just uh, build um, our repertoire for uh, things that we, we think can positively Im improve place. And so uh, just uh, for anybody who's listening, that's a, just a great opportunity. Anybody who's community-minded, anybody who wants to, um, you know, step forward and raise their hand in their own community and sort of learn how, um, how to, to lead change or uh, how to uh, maybe kickstart uh, some community-building efforts in your own community, uh, Neighborhood Best Practices Conference in October has uh, been a longstanding um, tradition, really, uh, over the past eight years uh, where people can do just that. Probably go to uh, liveunitedcentralohio.org. You know, we can have a connection there to the Neighborhood Best Practices Conference. And so, yeah, and then and then a link into the Neighborhood Partnership Center, and there will be a link for the Neighborhood Best Practices Conference. Great information on the work of the Neighborhood Partnership Center on kind of the general philosophy of our work in neighborhoods and how we're really becoming a bridge between residents, helping to train residents, really a lot of, of resident empowerment in that. And you, 
Ryan, earlier you um, gave us quite a few details on the work in the South Side, and we talked a little bit about the South Side sort of informing uh, the work in South Linden, which is a little bit newer. I'm wondering if we could in, uh, change gears a little bit here and talk specifically about South Linden. So the city is very invested in the South Linden neighborhood. Ohio State University is very invested in that. We're very invested in that. And I know that there are some planning going on there that we're sitting at that table. Uh, and there may be some other things that you can share with our audience today uh, about what's going on in South Linden. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we're excited. As you mentioned, um, the city of Columbus, uh, Mayor Genther in particular, has, has called out uh, South Linden as uh, one of his priority uh, neighborhoods. Um, Ohio State University, um, Battelle, um, other major uh, um, organizations have sort of raised their hand and said that they want to be part of the change that happens uh, in Linden. Uh, an example from our perspective uh, of some of that work coming together and uh, beginning to uh, be aligned is through the Linden master planning effort. Um, City of Columbus and Ohio State came together uh, last year and invited United Way to the table uh, to engage in a partnership with the Neighborhood Design Center to uh, lead a uh, master planning effort uh, in the neighborhood. And so uh, the master planning effort consists of um, uh, in-depth resident engagement and really taking a look at uh, the planning work that's happened uh, over the years. There's certainly uh, been uh, a lot of um, activities and effort that have happened in Linden, uh, and so we want to give um, we want to give uh, credit to the work that's happened in the past and really inform uh, the work that's happening moving forward um, based upon the things based upon those things that have happened. And so we're we're excited to be partner uh, in that. Uh, ultimately, for us, uh, that's a that's an alignment uh, type of activity. How do we um, take the uh, services and the great things that are happening there now? How do we rally them around a shared goal and vision? Uh, how do we um, uh, bring uh, partner efforts together and really start to identify how each of our organizations uh, can play a role without duplication and uh, really uh, amplify uh, each other's impact to drive better change and outcome for uh, people who are living in Linden. Um, an example of uh, some partnerships that we've been pursuing um, as a result of uh, some of the work in South Linden um, are certainly with community-based partners like uh, St. Stephen's uh, really um, is an organization who's done great work in the Linden area for a number of years. Um, I, you know, um, served families in the neighborhood. Uh, how can we um, really help to amplify uh, the impact an organization like that is having? So we've been in partnership conversations uh, with them and other partners. Uh, another example is um, working with uh, Columbus City Schools and Ohio State University to better understand how uh, United Way uh, in partnership with those organizations might be able to do some work in schools. So uh, folks may be uh, familiar with a community-based schools model or an integrated schools model. How can we, through the social services or human services sector, um, really uh, help to eliminate some of the barriers that are happening in the outside of school space uh, so that kids who are uh, trying to come to school every day and learn and um, work on their academics can really focus on that. And so we've been working with some partners uh, in the South London neighborhood to see if there might be um, any partnership opportunity there. Uh, and for us, that's, that's part of the benefit of our new model, whereas in the past uh, we were granting out dollars uh, on a three-year basis. Now we can be a little bit more creative 
and uh, enter into par- partnership conversations, again, trying to leverage partner efforts and leverage partner investment to see if um, there may be uh, a way that we can sort of uh, work more creatively with people to try and drive better outcomes uh, for kids and families in, in the Linden neighborhood. So those are a few examples of ways that we've been able, able to engage really in the first part of these, this year since uh, rolling out our new uh, integrated investment model. Sounds great. So Ryan, you talked earlier about uh, really a priority for our neighborhood work is alignment and building civic infrastructure on that. Do you have a a concrete example of some way in which we've been able to do that, really partner with with other entities and and get that going? So um, you mentioned the term uh, alignment. Um, we think that United Way is well positioned uh, and really a, a role that we're meant to play is really to play that dot connector to sort of um, identify um, the we have the we have the benefit of looking from a 30,000 foot view and um, really seeing what different organizations are doing in the neighborhood and bringing people together, uh, really talking about um, the result that we're trying to achieve, what impact are we trying to have in people's lives, um, bringing people together in conversation around what what uh, goals uh, that we have, what's the vision, and then ultimately um, sort of identifying what those aligned contributions might look like from individual organizations. An example of that in our Southside work that's really been emerging over the past couple of years is uh, something that's called Southside Thrive Collaborative. Um, this is uh, emerged from a, a national grant that Mid Ohio Food Bank received uh, from Feeding America. They invited us in to sit at their leadership table and be part of the agenda setting uh, for um, what amounts to a collective impact effort. And so, for those uh, not familiar with collective impact, ultimately, you know, it's just doing uh, it's doing the alignment work, working towards. Um, a clear definition of desired results, uh, strong, you know, developing strong cross-sector partnerships. So that's bringing in folks from not only the nonprofit sector, but bringing in folks from uh, public sector, from uh, private sector, really to see how we might work collectively uh, to move things forward in the communities that we serve. Uh, ideal state uh, and something that we're working towards is how can we uh, get aligned in the data Right, so a lot of times there are individual organizations, and uh, you know, from our perspective, funders who are requiring uh, different sets of data. What would it look like if we actually started to align data, create efficiencies uh, in how we are measuring things in place? What impact could that have on our uh, our community as a whole? And so, through the Southside Thrive Collaborative work, uh, we've been working with multiple partners. Uh, there are there are now. Um, multiple partners beyond Mid Ohio Food Bank and United Way. There, there are uh, the City of Columbus, Celebrate One, Nationwide Children's Hospital, uh, Community Development for All People, Primary One, and a list of other uh, organizations. Um, we also um, think that it's important and thought that it was important the formation of this group to include uh, Southside residents. And so we have Southside Neighborhood Leadership Academy uh, graduates. We have three folks who are from the neighborhood who sit at the leadership table for the Southside Thrive Collaborative. Ultimately, through the effort, uh, we've identified three areas of focus, housing, health, and income mobility. And there are associated indicators uh, that, that we are working to improve uh, under each of those areas. And so for United Way, um, we think that working in this collaborative way is going to take us beyond investing in individual organizations and making isolated impact within the client population that they serve 
to a um, to an environment where we are investing through a collaborative effort that's been informed by multiple uh, actors who are trying to create positive change in the neighborhood. We believe that investing in a collective and collaborative way, we're going to be able to drive better impact for the folks who live in neighborhoods. So moving beyond isolated impact and uh, working through a collaborative structure where we can make greater impact. And so um, an example of that from United Way's perspective is we mentioned that we'll make um, investments into nonprofit uh, programs or to activities who are creating better outcomes for folks. The way that we would like to act and make our investments is through this uh, and the South Side is through South Side Thrive. So um, housing is an uh, important uh, part of that platform. And we want to sort of um, make our investments into housing and uh, health and income mobility uh, through this collective, collective impact work. So Southside Thrive is a good example, an emerging example of how um, we think that we can um, move beyond that role of just grant maker, bring people together, um, convene, uh, and really create efficiencies in the, the services being delivered to folks in neighborhood, neighborhoods. That's really interesting. So you've got greater innovation. It's a smarter way to do things. You've got more people at the table, and you've got residents, not just residents, but residents who have graduated from our Neighborhood Leadership Academy. So they've got some level of training. They've formed some relationships and the like. So it sounds like this is one example of how a lot of the ideas that United Way has been looking at over the past few years is really coming together in one concrete place. Yes. Yeah. We. That's. That's what we're hoping. I mean, this is a. This is an emerging piece of work, certainly. Um, but Southside Thrive is a good example of how um, alignment can happen across multiple organizations. How we can try to create efficiencies uh, in uh, data collection, in um, the funds that are uh, going out, the investments that are being made in neighborhoods. How we can ensure that there's uh, non-duplication of uh, activities, and how we can really all be on the same page uh, um, across organizations, but also um, with residents who live in the neighborhoods that we serve um, to, to drive better impact for for folks in the neighborhoods. So, um, yeah, we we think so. We think so. All right. We want to thank you for joining us for this episode of United Way of Central Ohio's podcast 360. Today, we have been talking with Ryan Edwards, who leads the neighborhoods work at United Way of Central Ohio. Thanks so much for being with us, Ryan. Yeah, it's been great to be with you, Kermit. All right. And we will see you next time. Now, remember, uh, for 360, you can find us on the iTunes store. You can find us on SoundCloud. And uh, be sure to leave a rating because that helps other people find us. Thanks. Thanks.